From the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All Joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. And welcome, Kevin McCullough. Glad to have you with us on a Wellness Wednesday. It is uh, difficult to believe that we have ticked off an entire month of 2024 already. Can you believe that? It feels like we just turned over to the new year and the first twelfth of the year is gone. <laughs> it just it strikes me as very, very um, strange. Hey, uh, coming up tonight, uh, I'm glad to be with you for this hour on nine uh, AM nine seventy The Answer with Wellness Wednesday. Uh, coming up tonight at nine PM, if you happen to have that handy dandy little Apple TV or Roku device or uh just a web browser. You can go to snc.tv or you can download the Salem News Channel app. I'll be sitting in for the SNC Tonight telecast, hosting that tonight. Uh, Mike Gallagher and Laura Trump among my, among my guests tonight. And I hope you'll check it out at 9 p.m. Eastern on the Salem News Channel. You can watch online at snc.tv or any it's, – it's available on every screen in the country. So uh, Salem News Channel. Uh, snc.tv is the easiest way to get there. All right. This is really, um, well, it, it just, just ask yourself the question in light of the things that we've experienced here in this city, in light of the housing problems that we have had, where the mayor has you know, tried to get creative in terms of where he can put migrants, uh, in terms of what the city council did to him just two nights ago where they handcuffed him and said, no, we're not going to let you uh, enforce the law. Where you saw undocumented migrants beat those police officers a couple of days ago. Ask yourself the question if this story sounds a little familiar. A decision to close a community center in Massachusetts so that the facility can be converted to a temporary housing shelter for migrants is prompting backlash from the city's residents. Governor Mara Healy's office said on Wednesday the decision to move migrants into the state-owned Melney Cass Recreation Center in Roxbury, it's a suburb of uh, Boston, was just, quote, born out of necessity as other facilities in the state that have served as housing shelters, including the airport, <laughs> Logan Airport, it's been a housing shelter, have become overwhelmed. We just do what we have to do at this point, she added. But the governor's decision does not sit well with some officials or residents, locals, who have expressed disappointment with the government taking resources from its citizens to care for those who also, uh, only recently entered the country. I think it's really messed up, especially for the youth, because our youth don't have enough as it is. Boston Mayor Michelle Wu, who you may remember, she had that very fanciful uh, no whites allowed holiday party for government employees. So if you were white, you weren't allowed to go to the holiday party. But if you were anything other than white, you were invited. Anyway, uh, the mayor has shared a similar sentiment over the state's proposal, saying it's painful. She said, I'll just start by saying there are no good options. That sounds like Mayor Adams. For the first community where this is being proposed to be Roxbury over so many decades, which has faced disinvestment, redlining, disproportionate outcomes, it's very painful and it's painfully familiar, the mayor added. 
it feels like a particular inflection point when we are now taking offline buildings that are beloved and well used and dedicated to community programming because we now have such a crisis. Wu said city officials are working with the state to identify every other option. Friends, it wasn't community centers. It was um, in Staten Island recently. What was it? It was um, maybe it was a community center. Well, whatever it was, it was very close to the schools that the parents were going to have to be sending their little Johnny and Susie to every day. And the migrant population of these mass numbers of migrants that are making it into the country are largely military-aged young men. By the way, they are bringing diseases and all kinds of little goodies with them. And as there is a refusal from the White House to do anything about this, um, really in, here in New York, you've seen a refusal by Governor Hochul to do anything about it. Mayor Adams has paid a bit of a political price for trying to do something about it, for at least speaking up about it. They don't like that. These people don't like that. No, 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 no. You can't, you can't be speaking up and saying this is not a good idea. That's terrible. Terrible idea to say that this is a bad idea. This is what you're dealing with on a mass scale. So on January 31st, the Cass Recreation Center will begin serving as a temporary safety net for families in need of shelter, especially those who've been sleeping at Logan Airport. I cannot imagine how frustrating it must be to get to the airport, try to get to your flight, and you got to walk through Tent City and people that are just lining the outer areas because you can't put these people past security. Where do they house them? Well, they're trying to move them out and move them into recreation centers. But what is this going to do to the local community? These are not skilled people. Many of them, most of them, don't have a degree of any kind. Many of them may not have any discernible skill sets. But here they are. And we're just supposed to figure out what to do in some way. Meanwhile, fighting disease and contagion that... People who travel a long distance and don't get to bathe and do other things properly, uh, just all the germs that they bring. You know, what's interesting is as we are kind of ramping up, you know, the COVID things kind of coming back, the flu things kind of of coming back. It's my question, maybe my observation, that perhaps... Um, the migrant communities are going to contribute to some of these diseases, some of some of which we've, we're seeing a revival of dormant or dead diseases that are coming back now that we haven't seen in 20 years. But the numbers were out today. Three million people were apprehended at the border in 2023. And another... You know, 750,000 to a million of gotaways. So about, about 4 million more people added on to the previous 4 million that had been coming. It's, uh, it's not good for our society. It's not good for us. And on this Wellness Wednesday, we like to think about the things that are good for us. That's why Dr. Jeanette Nishwat is back and will join me next here on Radio Night Live. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. 
you need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Donnie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best. Period. <laughs> so tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Every week, I promise you that you'll hear from Connors and Sullivan's own Mike Connors with an answer to a real-life question that you have. And, Mike, this week's question comes from Sal in Queens. Sal writes, my mother puts her house in a trust. If we deposit the rental income from her house into her trust, do we have to file a tax return? Mike Connors. Yeah, well, the short answer on that is yes. Now, when you first draft the trust, there are two ways you can report the income. One, mom can report it on her personal income tax, or you can do a separate return for a trust. Ordinarily, most people prefer just to have it on mom's income tax return. Either way, it's usually not much of a problem because there's not a lot of taxable income on a two-family house with one rent. Usually, the expenses eat up most of the profits, and there's no real major income tax implications either way. Some people like to get it in the trust so that the taxable income of mom goes down, especially if she's going to go to a nursing home in a few years. Some people like just the simplicity of having the mom pay the income tax because she probably doesn't have a high income tax rate. Okay, so it's it's really like six to one, half dozen the other. Right, and a lot depends how the trust is worded, but if you're wording the trust ahead of time, you can word it either way. That's right. That's the beauty of doing it. And that's the beauty of doing it with a professional from Connors and Sullivan because they will help you get that wording exactly right. So why don't you call them today and ask about your trust or your uh, tax situation, your liability? Well, how does your current income impact your years down the road being able to get a nursing home uh, placement, etc.? They are the best. They are the experts. Call them today, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. And if you have questions for Mike Connors, send them to askmikeconnors at gmail.com, askmikeconnors at gmail.com. Then be listening because he'll answer one question with me, but then he'll answer a bunch more on his own broadcast, Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. And then Sunday mornings, of course, starting at 11. Mike Connors, thanks so much. Thank you, Kevin. AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Mike Gallagher hopes Biden takes this seriously. Now, Congress is clashing fiercely over the degree of American involvement in this conflict in the Middle East. Again, it's the Biden regime. It's the Biden era. And we're going to see what, what Grandpa Joe comes up with. Let's hope he's making decisions when he is fairly lucid. Because these are America's sons and daughters we're talking about. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 10 on AM 970. The answer. Our hosts. Tell them like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970. The answer. Ooh, what a little moonlight can do. It's Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. What a little moonlight. So glad to have you with us on our wellness broadcast where we seek very much every single week to give you good information about your health, about what's going on in the area of health, and uh, how it can help you lead to a better life. And can you believe this? It is the final day of the first month of the year, and we've already ticked off 31 days uh, in uh, 2024 already. Uh, having said that, I am very, very glad to welcome back uh, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, who has not been with us in 2024 as of yet, but she returns to the wellness show today. Hello, Dr. Jeanette. Hey, how are you, Kevin? Great to be with you. I'm doing well. How were your holidays? How was your uh, year-end festivities? Oh, it just went too, too, went by too quickly. Too, too much fun in such little time, but it was, it was amazing. Can you go anywhere and do missionary medical work anywhere? I mean, you're always, you're, you're the most giving doctor I've ever met and you literally spend your time going and helping people all over the planet. Did you do any of that this holiday season? 
you know, we spent a couple days helping wrap gifts for um, children's organizations for Charm. Children are magical. Um, but I also was very blessed and lucky to be able to go home to Nashville and, and spend a few days with my family. So we had such a, an incredible time. And uh, it's my favorite time of the year. Christmas is my favorite holiday. And I can't wait for it to come back. <laughs> no doubt about it. If you're like me, you, if, if you're like me, you, you pull out the uh, Christmas records in like September and then yeah. drive everybody nuts. Anyway, well, it, it is it is a new year, um, and it's interesting that we're speaking with you. You are, uh, I think, of documented record, the doctor that appears on the show that has um, seen the most number of COVID patients since the outbreak uh, of the pandemic till today. Um, I. I it's one of those things right now where I hear different people saying different things about it. Like some people are like worried that it's like spiking and coming back around again. Some people aren't. My, my own producer or little Alana just got diagnosed yesterday. Aww. She's positive. Aww. So she's going to, you know, take the five or six days, not be in contact with anybody. She's going to do all the stuff. Um, but I, it, it kind of made me think and kind of question Dr. Jeanette Nishwat. Um, where are we with COVID this many months down the road? And where we're like, by contrast, in at, in the end of January of 2020 and the end of January of 2024, uh, in your perspective, what have we learned? Where are we at? Um, you know, uh, is it something that, you know, we don't have to be too freaked out about it when we, when we have a positive diagnosis anymore? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we have progressed tremendously. We have come a long way since the beginning of the pandemic. I can't believe, you know, we're, we're four years in and thank goodness because you, you're right. Even though I've seen thousands and thousands of COVID patients, I'm, I'm getting tired of seeing it, but, right. but I still am. You know what I'm seeing more of though right now? I'm seeing actually more influenza cases than, um, in COVID cases. Like, for example, yesterday I had a lot of influenza A patients and just a, a few cases of, of COVID, but we're still seeing both and it's, that's, it's expected. It's that time of the year to see these respiratory viruses, but um, we've come such a long way in, in regards to our treatment and how we handle and manage it. Um, we've learned that we really need to still remain focused on high uh, high risk groups, vulnerable groups, mm-hmm. you know, elderly, those with underlying medical conditions, those are the ones we really need to remain focused on um, because they're the ones that are high risk of developing complications or being hospitalized by COVID. Um, most of the, the rest of the population, the younger population, those under the age of 50, um, they do, usually do well. They'll have mild to moderate symptoms, you know, like a sore throat, cough, congestion. Yeah, I asked, um, I asked Anna, I said, how are you feeling? And, and she, because she had not really, I guess, had an idea that she might be positive. Yeah. She sent an email and she said, you know, I'm, I'm going to work from home for the next few days and da da da. And she said, you know, it's like a bad cold, got a headache. Um, that seems kind of like what those 20 something year olds that I've heard from typically say. Right. But if you, if, you know, Alana was 87 years old, then I'd be more worried. And, uh, well, I, I shouldn't say be more worried. I'd be more concerned. But fortunately, Kevin, you know, it's a blessing that we have medicines that do help, um, you know, antiviral medicines to treat COVID for those that, that need it. Not everyone needs it. Um, you know, so that, that is a blessing to have a treatment. And then, of course, for those who are high risk, you know, uh, their doctors uh, would recommend to them to have vaccination, appropriate vaccination. And boosters, and I tell you, I had a, I don't, know, I think he was um, 87, 88 years old yesterday. I had a patient who was about 88 years old, and he tested positive for COVID. And he told me he had like all six vaccines and the boosters, and his symptoms were, were very mild. Versus another patient I had a couple weeks ago, a senior citizen patient who had a, she had about three shots, but she, did, she hadn't been vaccinated in a, in a couple years. She uh, was running high fevers. She was weak. She was having difficulty breathing, and we had to hospitalize her. Mm. Um, so, um, it's, so it's a blessing that we have vaccines, that we have the antivirals, that we know who to focus on, and I think um, we've come a long way. And it should be treated for most for most people, you know, like uh, the flu, for example. Um, but uh, you still, if you're high risk, it's important to know your risks, to take precautions to protect yourself, because we still do have people dying from COVID every day, even though that number has tremendously dropped. But that's more or less relegated to the high risk groups is what you're saying. 
For the most part. Now, even if you're, say you're 40 years old, but you're morbidly obese or you have, you know, diabetes, um, you're at high risk of severe complications of COVID. If you have, you know, if you're, uh, you know, I had a 60-year-old patient who had atrial fibrillation, um, not old, not young, but he had heart disease. And, um, you know, he, unfortunately, he passed. I wasn't expecting it, but he passed from COVID. Mm-hmm. Which really broke my heart, um, because he was a, he was actually a runner, he was fit, and, um, he was not, you know, overweight, he was active, but it COVID took his life. So it's not a, you know, a black and white. You still wanna, you know, the best thing to do is just make sure you're at, at baseline in the best possible shape that you can be yeah. when it comes to your health. Let That's me ask you about this, because it, during the football season, I saw this ad all the time, and, uh, I think it had Travis Kelsey in it, but that's, Totally irrelevant to the conversation. But I think it was Pfizer that was putting out the ad that said, you know, ask about getting your COVID with your flu shot. And I was curious from a doctor's perspective, is that something that you recommend getting both shots at the same time? Or is that a little bit of a strain on the body? Yes, the CDC says you can do that. Me, personally, I separate mine. I don't get them at the same time. Um, I like to have two or three weeks of separation. Um, but, it, you know, it, it's up to you. It's a choice. Uh, I wouldn't do it myself. Okay. I would recommend to my family members separate it by two or three Two three weeks, um, but the CDC says that it's it's safe to do. So and knowing that information, what, it's your choice. And if you didn't what do that? what you do for a living, if you weren't a doctor seeing sick people each day, would you still get the flu shot every year? Oh yeah, I get my flu shot every year. The only thing is that the the CDC says get it, um, you know, by October. I didn't get mine till the end of November, and here's why: I intentionally waited. Because most of the cases I see for flu are January, February, gotcha. and the flu shot the flu shot only lasts three or four months. That's why I, I wait um, till like the end of That's November smart. to get mine. That's a smart bit of advice. She's Dr. Jeanette Nishwad. It's Wellness Wednesday. Kevin McCullough, stay with us. Keith Peters reporting the first of two back-to-back atmospheric rivers is pushing into California, triggering statewide storm preparations and calls for people to get ready for potential flooding, heavy snow, and damaging winds. Known as a Pineapple Express because its long plume of moisture stretches back across the Pacific to near Hawaii, the storm rolled into the far north early Wednesday and is expected to move down the coast through Thursday, followed by a more powerful storm on Sunday. The United States has attributed the drone attack that killed three U.S. service members in Jordan to the Islamic resistance in Iraq, an umbrella of Iran-backed militias that includes the militant group Qatayb Hezbollah. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says the U.S. believes the attack was planned, resourced, and facilitated by the group. More details at srnnews.com. Dr. Sebastian Gorka here, inviting you to follow me on a cruise to Alaska this 4th of July weekend. It will be the adventure of a lifetime. Reserve your cabin today. Call 855-565-5519 or patriotsalaskacruise.com. This is Dennis Prager, and now a truly exciting new benefit. My monthly online video get-together for PragerTopia Plus members only. For an hour each month, get an exclusive chance to ask me anything. I'll be answering your questions. I've never done this. Submit your questions for me at Pregatopia.com. This is our chance to connect like never before. Go to Pregatopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. It's back to Tobacco Road for the Qs as the Orange take on Wake Forest in Winston-Salem Saturday night. Hi, I'm Matt Park. Join Tim Saddleman and me Saturday at 7.30 on AM 970, The Answer. New York's home for Syracuse University basketball. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. 
Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best. Period. <laughs> so tune in. Eye on Real Estate. Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate. Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Do you feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround, and when it comes to marketing, consider us your personal move-you-forward company. In a recent study, we found that 53% of local businesses were classified as novices when it came to designing, implementing, and managing their marketing needs. And that's where Salem Surround truly shines. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Let us give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and what your competition is doing. Our digital sales and support teams are the best in the industry and deliver customized personal service that's second to none. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. And now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. And we're back. Kevin McCullough, very glad to have you with us on a Wellness Wednesday. And so delighted to have Dr. Jeanette Nishwat back uh, with us of the Fox News Medical All-Star team. And as I have bragged on her much on this show, she is... She's not just a doctor that talks about stuff on TV. She actually treats it, and she's uh, treated probably more COVID patients in person than any other doctor that we've certainly spoken to on air, um, and certainly more than the uh, white coats over at the CDC and some, some of the think tank uh, people that have been uh, offering suggestions. So I always listen to what Dr. Jeanette has to say because she's not just talking about theoretical ideas. She's actually applying this. And I wanted to go back to COVID just for a second, Dr. Jeanette, because I want to ask you about the flu as well. But um, when I was uh, relaying with uh, Ilana yesterday about her diagnosis, um, and and she she really said she was feeling you know quite good, other than just like feeling like she has a little bit of a cold. So I don't want people to, to like overly worry. But I asked, um, I, I mentioned Paxlovid, and I know that that is kind of the go-to. In the, uh, in the, in the prescription arena, are there other treatments that you have seen come through therapeutics that are, are being, you know, kind of given the thumbs up? Maybe even some that were poo-pooed at the beginning, but then proved to be a little bit better. What, what is your kind of, um, uh, you know, wheelhouse of therapeutics that, that you personally prescribe? Yes. So for, for example, yesterday I had a young COVID patient. She was 21 years old. I, I, it's my duty to advise of what exists, but I didn't recommend a Paxlovid to her and she agreed and I did not prescribe it to her. I recommended to her to drink some hot tea, you know, ibuprofen, Tylenol for body aches, pains, fevers, um, you know, some vitamins, you know, make sure you're not deficient in vitamin D3, take some vitamin C, that's unrest. Uh, and Get that BC people. boost in there. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> BC boost, yes. Take your BC boost vitamin. So that's what I do is hydration, number one, and then treat your symptoms with anti-inflammatory uh, because what happens is with COVID in your immune system is trying to fight it off. And so you're having this inflammation in your body. So a little bit of an anti-inflammatory just to help you feel better. You know, vitamins, rest, good nutrition for the younger patient. But yes, if I have a patient who is even maybe in their late 50s or 60s, they have um, obesity, diabetes, blood pressure, cholesterol issues, heart issues. 
I will talk to them about the risks and the benefits of antivirals like Paxlovid. And I think that that is the most effective right now for outpatient. There is another antiviral out there, Molnupiravir. I don't think that is as effective. Um, but uh, it is still available for some people that have so many interactions with the other types of uh, antivirals. In the hospitals, uh, if you go in a hospital, remember we used to have the monoclonal antibodies, but those don't seem to be as effective anymore. We used to have remdesivir. Uh, I think that's still available uh, through, a, through an IV. Some patients end up and having... And that's other- very expensive as well, isn't it? Isn't, isn't remdesivir like... You know, five times the amount of what Paxlovid costs. Yes, and you just reminded me, Kevin. I was, I was just a state of shock. I had a, a senior citizen patient come in a couple of days ago. Test she she was positive for COVID. She knew she had COVID, and her doctor had prescribed Paxlovid for her. She said it was eight hundred dollars. Without my insurance, it would have been $1,300. So I was really disgusted to hear how expensive it is now for these, for these treatments. And I felt so bad for her. So, but by the time she came in to see me, she had already passed the five day mark. So what I was doing is, you know, treating her symptoms with, you know, inhalers and prescription strength cough medicines and, you know, helping her, giving her tips on how to, how to feel better, to feel better without yeah, yeah, prescription. Yeah. Wow. So, Wow, right. I, did, I had no idea that it was that that costly. I I didn't either. I mean, I thought, well, fifty, sixty bucks with insurance. In some places, it's still free, but not anymore. And so, I was really, really disheartened and, and upset to hear. Wow, how wow, this. that is that's horrific. I'm so sorry that she had to go through that. Yeah. Um, well, real quickly before we uh, get to our our next break, um, generally speaking, what is the the state of our respiratory health uh, in America this year? Yeah, so I, I, I'm seeing RSV, flu, rhinovirus, and denovirus, all these types of viruses. And I think, uh, the state of, the respiratory state of our country is normal. We're in okay. good shape. Uh, I, I think it's, it's normal to have these respiratory viruses, um, during the winter because these viruses, they thrive in the cold weather. What happens during the cold? We all gather inside. We're socializing. We're with our family, our friends, our loved ones. And so it's normal, uh, to see everyone have virus after virus. Uh, because you're in close contact with someone, yeah. and these viruses are very contagious. But again, they're, they're, for the most part, they're self-limiting. They're treatable. It's the people that are high risk. You know, the very young children. You know, I had a mom come in with her one-week-old baby. Thank goodness, did not have COVID. But the baby's three-year-old sibling had COVID, and oh. I, I, I warned mom, you need to be careful that we don't want our one-week-old to to pick up. Any you know any type of uh, virus because in a newborn baby or a senior citizen, that's when we when I get worried. Sure, um, absolutely. But for everyone else, we really our bodies are healthy to fight it off. All right, uh, take a quick break. Come back with our last segment with Dr. Jeanette Nishwad. It's such a joy to have her back with us. Stay right here. Hey, Kevin McCullough, have you heard? Michaels of Brooklyn, they went from 50% to 75%. They are now at 100% capacity, and by reservation, following all the CDC guidelines, they can ensure your safety and the health of their patrons and employees, and now's the time that you can get back to Michaels of Brooklyn and have some of that authentic Italian food. Celebrate Michaels of Brooklyn 100% capacity by joining the Sauce of the Month Club. You'll get a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta, and biscotti each month for about six months. Each month, receive exquisite sauces ranging from arrabbiata to puttanesca and of course their fresh marinara. They're family owned and operated. It's authentic. Everything is made completely from scratch. Even the sauce that they sell in the grocery stores nationwide, they make it right there at Michaels of Brooklyn. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Join their sauce of the month club. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com or call 718-988-7851 for reservations. That's 718-988-7851. Michaels of Brooklyn serving the community since 19 Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life. Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. 
Tune in to Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand. And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. Brandon Tatum, weeknights at 8 on AM 970 The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We are proud, proud to serve, to serve our country, to serve our local communities, to wear the uniform and be a soldier. To serve abroad when and where the calls. We are ready to stand with our brothers and sisters to defend, to serve, to fight. We are always ready. We're always there. We are the New York Army National Guard. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The Answer. And now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. Final few minutes with Dr. Jeanette Nishwat. You see her on TV. Uh, she's one of our favorites around here. She tells us the truth about whatever it is, and uh, she's not afraid to um, even roll up her sleeves and go to places like Ukraine or the Middle East um, or, you know, wherever the need is uh, to try to help people uh, get the um, health resources that they need. And, Dr. Jeanette, I've always just been impressed with your uh, simple uh, testimony and wanting to do good for the world around you. It's so inspiring. Let me ask you about, um, we were talking about uh, uh, respiratory diseases, and I was trying to explain to my 13-year-old my a couple of days ago about the cocktail that you were you were describing uh, when we were talking about what you tell people that are young and you don't put on Paxlovid and the specific combination is D3C some zinc and then general you know just immune boosting whatever you can do with that in in um across the board but those specific items the the C the D and particularly the zinc uh, this was the kind of the formulation of a cocktail that a number of doctors uh, early in the stage of the pandemic kept coming back to. And it had something to do with this, the zinc being able to actually dismantle the, the, the little machine that is the virus. And then the C and the D boost the immune system around it. Can you can you just give us a short little primer on why uh, D and C fight viral disease so well? Yeah, sure. So um, for inflammation in your body and to help fight the virus from replicating in your body, for example, zinc, this is a mineral, and what it can help do is stop the virus from doubling and tripling and multiplying in your body. The virus can enter your body, for example, and you know when we swab your nose? Um, that's where the virus likes to attach to the nasopharyngeal mucus lining, that soft, smooth lining in your nose. So zinc, for example, uh, was thought to help fight the virus from attaching to your nose so that it can't enter into your body. It can't enter into your cells and make you sick. So that's how that happens. And then you've got, of course, vitamin C is, you know, helpful in cell reproduction, DNA synthesis. 
Vitamin D helps with uh, fighting inflammation, boosting and strengthening your immune system. So you put all of this together, um, and that's why it, we see people that are not low in vitamin D, they do better than those who are vitamin deficient or just not getting enough vitamins and minerals and nutrients right. through the fruit that they eat. Well, and this is why, friends, uh, Dr. Jeanette developed a thing called BC Boost, which actually has vitamin D and C in it. also has some vitamin B and uh, the zinc, and um, it's a good little power pack uh, if you're trying to uh, get your immune uh, immunity up. It's a good way to start doing that on a daily basis with a, a simple, all-natural, uh, wonderful little uh, vitamin product. BCBoost.com is where you go to see that. And, of course, I'm a big believer in it. I, I take it every day, and uh, Dr. Jeanette, I I always appreciate that. Let me That's let me cool. let me shift gears just a little bit. Um, over the course of the new year and into January, there was a lot of news speculation. I'll put it about more viruses coming from China, and for whatever reason, whether it's SARS or COVID or whatever, we get a lot of viruses that start there and work their way across um, the rest of the world. Are there any that you're hearing about? that you're particularly concerned about in terms of anything new that's coming our way. There was some discussion about this thing called the X disease or whatever, but what is the horizon or do you feel like everything's somewhat stable right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm not really too concerned of any new diseases or variants, but we did hear recently um, that in China, they, they were, some of the scientists there were experimenting with sort of a mutant COVID strain um, that they used in the lab. I think, um, uh, I think it's called the GXP2V strain. And um, they experimented with it in the brains of mice and it found that they killed 100% of the mice, you know, within a few days. So that was a concern of why are they experimenting with strains of COVID. A lot of people say, oh, we have to experiment to find new treatments. But I, I just feel like sometimes the, the risk is not worth the benefit of what could come out of it. You saw this pandemic that killed millions of people worldwide. So that was of concern of why they are doing that. Um, and then we also hearing about disease X, which is, um, is sort of a hypothetical disease. Uh, what would happen if we did have a, another virus that hit? You know, are we prepared? Do we have the protective um, equipment that we need if another virus hits that's much worse than the original? And that's why they call it disease X, because we don't know. Do we have the treatments for it? Do we have the tests ready? Right. Do we have, you know, ventilators on standby? Do we have a dedicated emergency team? So so that's, um, you know, a good idea to be prepared, of course. That's why we have, you know, out of uh, the White House, um, our government is supposed to have an emergency health preparedness response team in case we come ever come across this hypothetical disease X, which is supposed to be the devil because we don't really know how it could behave, but it potentially could be 20 times worse than the COVID pandemic. So I think it's a teaching lesson that are we prepared if we were to be hit with another pandemic? Um, and if not, we need to get get busy working on that right well, now. Well, and I think that the the government's going to have some, some extra homework to do because with all of the things they told us at the beginning of the pandemic that ended up not being true at the end of the pandemic, I think a lot of people have lost faith in the CDC. They've lost trust in the NIH and some of the, uh, some of the official government voices. And the one thing, whether, whether we ever use those oversight boards or whatever for advice again that i don't care nearly as much about that as what i do care about that we didn't do in the first pandemic and that was let people talk to their doctors their primary care doctors and get into the uh you know the offices and the uh and and working on that stuff together i think the way that they separated getting the therapeutics and the vaccines and all the rest from patients and doctors i just thought was a horrible horrible uh, strategy and you, you, you had pharmacists giving advice to people coming in instead of their personal physicians and I think you don't want to get in the in the way of, of a person and their doctor at least that's that's my take on it yeah I agree if you have a question about your health don't you know go on social media don't talk to your <laughs> your neighbor you know talk to your trusted doctor that has experience with what they are treating yeah. and uh, 
I mean, even if they tell you, don't, you know, close the doctors out, call your doctor on the phone. <laughs> like, that's, that's how strongly I feel about it. Like, don't, don't, uh, don't take, don't take no for an answer, uh, I guess in this, in this next, if there is, God forbid, another pandemic. I don't want there to be, but I, I just have this feeling like there's always going to be another shoe that drops at some point. Yeah, that's true. It's possible. And that's why it's so important to, you know, take control and be an advocate for your own health and do it now. Don't yeah. procrastinate because you never know when something could hit. No, well said. All right. You want more information on uh, Dr. Jeanette's uh, wonderful BC Boost, go to bcboost.com and find out more there. Dr. Jeanette, thank you for coming back. Always a joy to have you with us on Wellness Wednesday. Thanks so much for having me, Kevin. I hope you have a great day. You too. And Happy New Year, too, even if it's a little belated. That's okay. You too. Thank Devin you so McCullough much. coming right back from New York. Don't go away. You have all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, Giza Sheets, My Pillow 2.0, and more. Great news. The My Pillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98 for a limited time. You can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code Joe P. That's a 50% savings. Go to MyPillow.com. Call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code Joe P to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. Are you ready for an adventure of a lifetime? Journey with me, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, on the Patriots Alaska Cruise this summer. It's an incredible opportunity to engage with me and other like-minded Patriots on an epic seven-day cruise over 4th of July weekend. Witness the untouched wilderness of Alaska while discussing America's future. What could be better? Join me from June 29th to July 6th. Call 855-565-5519 or reserve online. PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. This is Dennis Prager. I am excited to announce the all-new PragerTopia Plus. You can listen to my show whenever it's convenient for you, all commercial-free and all on demand. Now with Prager Plus, search topics, guests, and segments all the way back to 2010. And now a truly exciting new benefit, my monthly online video get-together for PragerTopia Plus members only. This is where for an hour each month, PragerTopia Plus members get an exclusive chance to ask me anything. That's right, anything. It's on video. I'll be talking to you and answering your questions. We may even have a special guest every now and then. I've never done this. Submit your questions for me at PragerTopia.com. This is only available to PragerTopia Plus members. This is our chance to connect like never before. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Take it from Charlie Kirk. As I read this New York Times article. So I read the New York Times so you don't have to. Salem Media Group reaches more people than they realize. This is my favorite line of the whole thing. Their hosts are big names, and they have huge reach, which makes them one of the most powerful forces in conservative media. Tap into our big names to help grow your business. To find out more about it, reach out to our general sales manager, Laura Schaefer, by calling 212-857-9639. The Arthur Idola Power Hour. Weeknights at 6 on AM 970. The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970, The Answer. Once again, from New York, here's Radio Night Live and Kevin McCullough. Kevin McCullough, glad to have you back with us. Uh, Radio Night Live, Wellness Wednesday. Um, thanks to Dr. Jeanette Nishwat. She is such, uh, she is such a breath of fresh air. She's always positive and, uh, just so appreciate her. Uh, thank her so much. Um, I don't know if you had thought, you know, we do a travel night, um, here <laughs> when Syracuse basketball isn't playing. 
uh, we, we do a, a travel night, uh, at uh, Radio Night Live on Tuesdays and, uh, Linda Perillo is chomping at the bit to get back on the air because there's been some really astounding things to talk about in recent months, but this one crosses travel and wellness. A hundred cruise passengers sickened when a gastrointestinal, oh, I don't like the word, sound of that word, uh, outbreak on the Queen Victoria. The Queen Victoria is a ship that is on a 107-night cruise. It is going to take, you know, about a third of the year. And it's going to all kinds of different locations and so forth. But the CDC is reporting that 120 guests have become sick with an illness while sailing on Cunard Cruise Line's Queen Victoria ship. The unwell guests have reported experiencing gastrointestinal symptoms. Uh, I think you know what those are. I don't have to repeat them. Uh, there have also been 15 cases of this amongst the crew members. The CDC notes that the numbers for sick passengers and crew are totals are the totals for January 22nd through February 12th stint and do not represent the number of active cases at any given port of call or disembarkment, uh, disembarkment station. Uh, the company does confirm that a small number of guests have reported symptoms. They immediately activated their enhanced health and safety protocols. I hope they learned something from the COVID era to ensure that the well-being of all guests and crew aboard. I just, I, I can just hear it now. I, the lovely bride is already, she's already kind of so... I don't know. She's people think Joe Piscopo is a germaphobe. They have not met Mrs. McCullough, the, the, the fetching Mrs. McCullough. She, there's, there's no one more afraid of germs um, on the planet, and this is why she will never, she will never take another cruise. I don't think ever. Uh, we 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 took one actually with listeners to my show when I was quite young. Uh, just had moved to New York and had not been on the air very long, like second or third year. And we did a listener cruise, and we had a few dozen people. It was a lot of fun. Um, don't think she's ever going to do that again. It's just it's too many stories about noroviruses and uh, cruise ships, and it's just not it's just not worth it to her. All right, tomorrow we talk legal stuff, and there is a lot to get to. The uh, E. Jean Carroll case, uh, all the things going on uh, in the headlines, and then, of course, the fun Friday edition on the way after that. Kevin McCullough, hoping you have a great night. Thanks for joining.